We welcome you back to another episode of Inside Boxing Live. I am Dan Canumbio. He is the former world champion, Chris Algieri, uh, media mogul now. Overtime boxing added to the list, like pro box. How was overtime? What was that experience like? Um, yo, it was, it was good. We had some great fights. It was, um, I, I literally looked for the matchmaker episode. I was like, man, good job. This is, this is a great before the fight. I was like, this is, this is a, a great matchup with a bunch of really top guys. And the main event was great. Really delivered the, uh, the venue sick, super sick. I mean, I, I, I couldn't believe, you know, that these young fighters had an opportunity to fight in such an awesome venue. I mean, I, I keep pro box. Uh, over time, I wish this was around 10, yeah. 12 years ago when I was coming up because I would have been perfect for all of these. It would have been a lot of fun to get the kind of exposure that I was always craving. Uh, but these these kids are getting the opportunities. And I mean, hopefully they they, they make the most of it. But yeah, no, overtime was cool. Um, got to go to Atlanta. Got another show this weekend. 8.30 Eastern time. Okay. Check it out. All right. Got I'll some like, more boxing. Like that. Next weekend, we'll be going up against each other. I'll be on the call for Jake Paul's MVP series, which is on the zone. I think it's 7.30. And then the overtime will be on with you and Corey at 8 p.m., both on the zone. So we're going up against each other, bro. So we're, we're slowly so you're, taking You're over. coming down to South Florida. No, I'm coming, uh, yeah, Orlando. Orlando. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Central Florida. You're coming to Orlando. I'm going up to yeah. Atlanta. Same time. A little bit up. Yeah, so we're just we're, we're, we're passing like two sheets, two yeah. seas in the in the night, I, I two like uh, ships in the night. I like that um, we're seeing more investments in uh, club boxing, uh, doing a boxing insider show. This is just the beginning of the show, just us talking about all, all of our amazing gigs. Uh, but it just shows that the boxing is healthy right now. Like we're doing club shows, we're doing smaller shows, we're doing bigger shows. We're going back to Las Vegas for for Canelo Charlo. There's so much to talk about in boxing right now, whether it's Anthony Joshua fighting this weekend and, and Navarrete Valdez or uh, Jake Paul getting in uh, the ring uh, with Nate Diaz. I just watched Terrence Crawford uh, do a, an interview on Good Morning America with Gail and and uh, uh, Nate Burleson and like a real legit sit down interview. So that's awesome to see. I feel like boxing is like on such an upswing right now, and uh, it's a great thing. It's something we've been calling for. Uh, for a while, so we'll be everywhere and 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 everywhere covering it all. So let's start with our first topic, Chris. Uh, Anthony Joshua um, is fighting this weekend. He's not fighting Dillian White. Dillian White pops for a third time PEDs, and uh, and there's nothing funny about fighters doing PEDs, but I do find it interesting that jo- uh, White gets flagged again and fight off immediately. No. Eddie Hearn coming out and saying he's innocent, he's innocent, like he did for Conor Bent. So it's easy, it's funny to see. All right, White's at the end of his career; he's easily exposed. Let's get him out of here. Cheat, Ben. Let's fight for his, you know, his integrity or whatever's left of it. So that was interesting. But uh, in steps Robert Hellenius. Uh, you may know him for getting absolutely sparked by Deontay Wilder in one round. Uh, he beat Konaki twice. Uh, but those wins aren't exactly aging great. I'm okay with this. It's it's whatever. I'm just happy Josh was fighting, and if it preserves a fight one day down the line with Wilder, which they're now saying January or February, so be it. I just want to see Joshua active, and and at least we're getting a fight. Yeah, I, I did, Dan. I actually agree. I, when I first heard about, it, I was like, just probably the same thing every other fan was like, ugh, like why? But like, listen, how many? It's a couple days. How are you going to find someone he just fought last weekend, Hellenius? Um, and he's one of those guys, he fought all those top guys anyway. You know, like, yeah, Wilder starched him in, in 90 seconds. But, like, okay, he beat Adam Konaki, who was streaking and on his way to a world title. He beat him twice, knocked mm-hmm. him out twice. Um, you know, that, that's that's no easy feat. 
And yeah, you know, it, it's it's yeah, it's it's a last minute replacement for one of the biggest heavyweights in the world. Uh, but yeah, he needs to be active. He needed to get this fight in. If we were to not, if the fight got, if the car got completely canceled, and then we weren't going to see Anthony Joshua until that potential Wilder fight, and Wilder decided that he's not going to fight until that fight, mm. it just would have stalled the heavyweight division that much more. So at least we get a heavyweight fight. Um, but yeah, I don't hate it. I don't love it. It is what it is. It is what it is. Like, Hillianus, um, he fought in a castle in Finland last weekend. That's the I most mean, he, boxing He's Finland. a Viking. Yeah, he he's is a Viking. Viking. Where else would he fight? I mean, yeah. he's, he's, he's the most Nordic guy I've ever seen. Like, you could literally <laughs> put him with a, with, a, with a helmet with horns on yes. and give him a shield. I'd be like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. So Finland ca- Castle is where he should be fighting. At least he's uh he's in shape and he's he's ready to go. Literally fought last weekend. Yeah, it was five days. So a lot of I was a lot of people are calling for Hergovic, who's on the card fighting Dempsey mm. McKean. Hergovic's in line to fight Usyk next, so he's not gonna you know mess that up. Um, I think it's also a really dangerous fight. I don't exactly. think Joshua's side would 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 take that. Right. Elenius is an easier touch. And uh, Chisora's on the card. He's a punch ticket. I can't believe he's fighting, and I can't believe he's fighting Gerald Washington. Like that's a slop fest. Like who okayed that? Like people are like at Dan- least it, at least it's two guys in the same place. It's not like oh no, it's not a yeah. It's not like you know, it's not like Joshua fighting Chisora or Chisora fighting you know Wilder. Oh, all right. So now two guys will get brain damage instead of one. I mean, they already have it. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at that. That was not. I did not mean to laugh. that's why I'm pissed off when I see like Derek Chisora, like still getting like these fights and he's Gerald Wash, whatever. That, that's like a fight on the card that I'm not excited for. Uh, Hergovic McKean seems like a fun one. Like Joshua, like I like Hergovic. I like Hergovic. Right. He, I like watching. Obviously, he had that tough performance against Zhang where he didn't exactly look great, but and he was but, a guy that was but the listen, man in hindsight, for a while. That's a, that's a great win. Yeah, for sure. Because 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 Zhang, I mean, comes down and he, and he demolishes. The, the juggernaut and yeah. Joe Joyce. I mean, that, that that's a that's a very solid win for Hergovic. I mean, and I called that fight, and that fight was awesome. Back and forth. It was a good and one. I think Hergovic really showed and it was so early in Hergovic's career, I think that that's the kind of fight that's gonna make him that much better. I think I think Hergovic's gonna be a problem to deal with for a while. Um but back to Joshua. Um twenty twenty four is when Joshua's making his final push. Twenty twenty three was to get him the get back once again. Get like gel with Derek um James. Derek James. Like gel a little bit and 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 figure it all out before you step in the ring with Wilder. And if you get through Wilder, um, you know a showdown with Fury should be next. So I'm fine with with Hilliness on five days. I was not expecting Hergovic, I was not expecting Chizor, I was not expecting Andy Ruiz or some of these guys that were throwing their, their name in there. Just get active. Uh, win a fight and win it spectacularly. This is something we've talked about for a while with Josh. Was like, when is he gonna get back to being AJ knocking guys out? You know, he, he's got to make a statement once again. Like, going 10, 12 rounds with Hilliness is not going to be a good look, especially after Wilder erased him in, in 90 seconds. Wilder and, and Joshua are not the same. They fight different, uh, just different mentalities. But this is a chance for Joshua uh, to get a, a confidence-boosting win and then we bang a drum for a fight with uh, Wilder whenever that's going to be. I'm excited for it. It's a heavyweight fight. I'll, I'll tune in. Um I want to see Joshua win and and get his uh his name there in there and get in there with Wilder by the end of next year. In in defense of Hellenius and the Wilder fight, they were sparring partners, and that really does change a fight. So Hellenius and Wilder were spent multiple camps together. They sparred together, um, and when you have the eraser the way that Wilder does, if he knows he can get to your chin, 
it just it just you know he did it that much quicker mm. you know i i think a lot of people are just kind of like shitting on elena so is a tough guy you know th- those fights with 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 adam konaski were you know that was that was a big deal uh big win for him and uh yeah so i you know in his defense he's he's not he is not just the wilder fight he's a big guy he's a very powerful guy um, you know, he is a super heavyweight. So let's see what Joshua can do with them. And like you said, they're not the same, you know, it, it, uh, Joshua and Wilder fight very, very differently. So, um, but yeah, I agree. I hope, I hope that Joshua does his thing. looks good. And we can really set up and look for that next fight. I think there's be- a lot of pressure. There's yeah. a lot of pressure on Joshua. Yeah, there is for sure. I, I think it's going to be a dangerous fight early. I think yes, he's still dangerous. Hillen is early, but then like, you got to figure out a way to get him out of there. So it would be intriguing. Vikings hit hard. Vikings, especially early on in fights, that's a known a known thing. Uh, Chris, are you ready for our DraftKings read? Last week, um, I did it in a minute and 12. Uh, we love DraftKings, so why don't you, you take it away, sir? Dan, I know that you love DraftKings. I know that you like making your odds, taking your bets, mm. whatnot. I'm not so much of a gambling guy, but we all love DraftKings here. I do as well. So, new customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code IBL. Bet. Just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code IBL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, Chris. So last week we did this really long disclaimer, and I got a minute 12. I have bad lungs. I'm out of shape. Like I, I can't right now. I'm out of I'm out of breath I'm just doing this podcast. So let's see how fast you can get it. Ronnie is on the clock. It starts on you, Chris. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm nervous. I'm feeling my heart rate's racing. <laughs> Here we <laughs> go. I got, it's like a foot race. I'm like ready to go. <clears throat> okay. Are we ready? Yes. Okay. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK 467369. In Kansas, call one 800 5 Two two four seven double zero. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, in West Virginia, gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler or visit www gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issue issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10 plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tell us, Ronnie, what it is. One twelve. Same exact <laughs> one. It's a draw, oh, folks. Shut up. That's bull. <laughs> no. It's a draw. Oh my god. It's Wilder Fury two. It's a draw. No, that was one. Fuck that. I up. don't. I don't. Man, shoot. I think Ronnie's on the take. No, bro. Like you. you here's the thing. Like you read it better than me. Yes. Like yeah. I almost lost it when you're like gambling problem. Like you even got the question mark in there. Both got a minute 12. Oh, man. See, I guess now I'll have to keep track of like tenths of a second. Yeah. And then a minute yeah. 12. Great point. job, we gotta, Chris. We, we got a minute 12.2. We got to get a finer. Uh, 
Yeah. A finer clock. Finer clock. You did great, man. Um, I'm very proud of you. Need Your a re- first I'm, read. I'm, need I'm a not. I'm not a reader, dude. Like it's it's crazy. When, when I have to do teleprompter stuff, it's just so unnatural for me. I'm, well, you I'm sounded good there. The, I'm a shoot from the hip kind of guy. I I know. I'm, I'm glad I can still read. Yes, that's great. We learned that Chris can read, and we learned that I have the same lung capacity as a former world champion. Let's well, I, do I it. wasn't out of breath, no. <laughs> I wasn't out of breath at all. Well, we didn't stop the show last time, so I got that going for me. Um, yeah. Speaking of out of breath, Nate Diaz in a cage, mm. in a ring. He was out of breath often. Jake Paul out of breath often in their fight. I thought it was a fun fight. I was intrigued by it. It was entertaining. Um Nate Diaz may be the best loser of all time. Any sport. Like Cubs, lovable losers. They lost for 80 years. Uh, Football teams that have curses, like the Red Sox before they broke their curse. Like Nate Diaz is the best loser ever in the history of sports. Yeah, but he's not a loser. He got paid a bunch for a sparring session with a guy who's like, you know, he's not on his level in terms of experience. Obviously, he's not on his level. I mean, he was way better in terms of boxing. But look, even the way that that Nate treated fight week, he looked like he didn't care at all. I heard he didn't train yeah. at all. Yeah, it didn't look like he trained. He just went out there. He's like, ah, I'll make it. I'll figure it out. And even afterwards, he like he was like, I'm happy. But you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, here. he literally... Like, yeah, he got, the, guy, the guy's athletic. He's strong. <laughs> you know, but whatever. Yeah, he got beat <laughs> like a drum. Like, there's no way to, to like, dance around. He got beat for, for 10 rounds. And he came out, and no one's like, oh, man, Nate, Nate's done, or that's sad. They were just like, Nate's the best. He's a badass. <laughs> yeah. He's the best he's loser ever. He's a very ever. cool, likable guy. Yeah, he's a very cool, likable guy. Good and, for him. And, 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 good for him is right. Um, and people people liked it from what I heard. I mean, a lot of people were saying they you know they enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I was I mean, in was, San Diego was, at a bachelor party, and if there's one fight to show a bunch of guys that don't really know boxing, it's like... Oh, let's, we're going to watch the Nate Diaz-Jake Paul fight, right, tonight? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So we found a bar in San Diego. We're actually, you know what we did? We're at, the, we're at dinner, and PPV.com came through clutch. I was watching. We watched it on my phone at dinner. Mm. So that was nice. awesome. Um, so that's the obviously a, a ringing endorsement to order a fight through PPV because we're at a bar or at a restaurant eating some Mexican and watching uh, Jake Paul splatter uh, Nate Diaz. I thought he could be able to get him out of there. The first or second round, he, uh, he came out hot, knocked him down in the middle round. It's not really about the fight. Like, the fight was whatever. It's, like, kind of like we expected at this point. I'm intrigued by, like, what's next. I'm always intrigued by Jake Paul's next move. Like, um, the business side of it is really intriguing to me. I really like the idea of them getting in the cage. So, after the fight, he said three things. <laughs> One, let's do it again, but do it in the cage. Two, I want to fight more boxers. Three, I want to fight Canelo. All three of those are cap. He's not doing any of those things. Oh God. He's not fighting. He's not fighting him in a cage. Diaz chokes him out in thirty seconds. Yeah, but it was, uh, okay. and chokes him down, ankle locks him. You got to understand, like you don't understand, like Diaz is known actually as a ground guy. That's how he started his career. Like he was submitting everyone in the beginning, and then he just found out that people like it better when he punches and. He, he's pretty good at it in a cage sense. And he, well, when he was 10 years younger, 15 years younger, but listen, he, he, he basically choked him out at the end in the ninth round. Anyway, <laughs> that, I think that was on purpose. Someone like, of I got a lot of questions on the bachelor party. Like it's rigged, right? It's like choreographed, right? I was like, no, no, but no, but, but like when you see the guillotine in the ninth round, you can't tell me yeah. that that was not strategically thought out by, by Nate. Nate may say, Hey, I, I'm a happy go lucky stoner, uh, I don't really. Th- no, Nate my- wanted to show yes. him. Like, listen, yes. I can kill you. Yes. Yeah, you're beating me up, but I can kill you. Like, it was, it's, a, it's a whole different thing. It was a perfect plant on on Nate's. It went viral. 
I think the cage, I guess, I, obviously Nate has opened up as a massive favorite if they do step in the cage. They get in this PFL cage, which Jake Paul's an investor in on ESPN. Jake says I can Nate opened up as a, as a massive favorite? Yeah, like minus 1,200. Uh, I'm betting that right now. <laughs> I want to <laughs> see it, man. It's the most intriguing right of now. all the options. Like, it's new. Like, we've never seen a boxer, even though Jake Paul's, not, whatever you want to refer to him as. We haven't seen, like, a boxer get in a cage. We haven't seen any of these crossover fights in a cage. We've only seen them in a ring. Uh, Nate... Well, no, we have. Um, what? We've seen. I mean, many, many years ago. Um, who went in the cage? Who went in the cage? Boxer. Oh, uh, like what's his name? Went in? Mercer. Ray Mercer. You're right, right, right. But it's been a long yeah. time. It's been it's been a yeah. while. So it's something new. It's fresh. It's interesting. I think so many people would tune in to watch Jake Paul potentially get choked out or taken down to the ground. I think it would do massive, massive business. And Jake Paul is in the business of making money. I hope it's next. I put it at maybe like twenty five percent. Um, I guess I'll give my three things I want to see Jake Paul do next. Uh, no one even asked, but I'm going to give it anyway. Uh, Nate Diaz in a cage, number one. Number two, Tommy Fury rematch. Uh, I think in order for him to continue on with his career and, and claim he wants a Canelo or I'm going to be a world champion by 2026, you got to avenge the one loss uh, on your record, and I think he could uh, potentially do that maybe. And third, Julio Cesar Chavez. Junior is out of rehab. I seen him on Instagram. He's posting a lot. He looks happy. Looks refreshed. He's got Ellie Sekback uh, putting out stuff to say that he's healthy and ready to go. Bring me that fight. That's the fight I wanted before Fury and before uh, Silva. I want to see Jake Paul and Cesar Chavez Jr. Dan, I was about to literally leave this show up until that last one because you were you were uh, you were talking so much nonsense leading what? up to, to that last mean? point. That one. That one makes sense. I can I can get on board for Jake Paul and Chavez uh, Jr. The, he's not getting in a cage with Diaz. I hope get, so. Uh, he, he would uh, listen. I would hope so too. But but honestly, he doesn't have that much to lose because he's he's just he's going to lose. But it is what it is. He goes back to boxing. Yeah. Tommy Fury, hundred percent having that rematch because he loses to him again. The train's really done. Mm. That's the last stop. And I, there's nothing that tells me that he would fare any better in the rematch. Um, unless he catches Tommy because Tommy's too too confident. But he did uh, knock him down. Just, yeah, but Tommy won that fight. I thought hands down. Yeah. So, um, and he didn't he didn't have to show much to do it. He so I, I don't see he that because that literally that will be the halt of of the the Jake Paul train. It's just too much to risk. Now the Travis Junior fight. Let's go. That that's very listen. I hope Jake listens to the show and he saw. I'll that. see him next that's, week. It, Get to it, guys. That's that's a good fight. I'll see him that's next week. Fight, I'll, I'll bring it up to him in in Orlando. Um, yeah, I want to see that. Do it in Mexico. Do it in that. And then, they, and then they can party together afterwards, and hopefully they make a video vlog of that because <laughs> that would be very fun. I do recommend watching the Jake Paul doc on Netflix, Untold. It's really good. Uh, get a better idea of who Jake Paul I'm in is. That, by the way, you are. Yeah, they are... interview me. I'm I'm being I'm being interviewed on Stuart Varney on Fox, and we were uh. talking about pay per view numbers, and I said, Oh that yeah. Up. Yeah, my belt was there and everything. It was back in 2014 or 15. We're also in it too, a John Boy Media Mike flag. So that's oh, our media yeah. takeover. See that? We're continues. guys, we're everywhere. We're taking <laughs> over. We're everywhere. You, we're, we're, we're pervasive. You don't even yeah. know we're there and we're there. Yeah, my hand was in that doc. Yeah. <laughs> my literally. Hand in- <laughs> my hands are all over that doc, literally. Um, <laughs> next topic uh, Floyd Mayweather. Uh, with the most Floyd Mayweather quote of all time, he did an interview with Fight Hype um, talking about In a Way. Butchered his name, of course. Javante uh, Davis comes in, but Javante uh, Floyd Mayweather is not sold on Inouye. This was his thoughts on Inouye 
Uh's win over Stephen Fulton. He said, even though he got the victory over Fulton, Fulton's not a heavy puncher. Donaire was giving him fits in the first fight, if I'm not mistaken. Donaire was close to 40. He was 36. So he should have knocked him out in that first fight. What I need in a way to do is come fight in the USA, which he's done twice. Random blood testing and urine testing, which he's done his whole career. I think he's a hell of a fighter. He takes a lot of stuff from my playbook, but it's okay. You're supposed to take from the greats. I would like to see him fight Javante Davis at a catchweight. That is the most loaded paragraph. That is the most Floyd Mayweather paragraph. Credit, taking credit away, inserting himself, factually incorrect all over the place. But he's building up a fight between Davis and Inouye at this catchweight that we don't think is possible. But what are your thoughts on on Floyd just kind of, you know, putting the flames down a little bit in a way? It, like you said, very Floyd-esque. What what stuck out to me was him saying that he struggled in a way that, with uh, Donaire the first time. First of all, Donaire is an all-time great. Yeah. Uh, first ballot Hall of Famer as soon as he decides to retire. Fantastic fighter and nightmare power with the left hook. And he outsized in a way. Anyway, was smaller, much smaller than him the first time they fought. Listen, Floyd struggled mightily with Jose Luis Castillo. Most people thought he lost that first fight. He struggled with Maidana the first time they fought. Got cracked with a really good right hand that wobbled him, sent him back in the corner. And he beat both those guys in the rematches. He did not do it in a way to Donaire in the rematch. Yeah. Donaire, in a way, iced Donaire with the, he dropped him with the first right hand he threw and knocked him out with a left hook in the very next round. It was utter domination. It makes you almost forget the first fight. Mm-hmm. If anything, I look at the first fight as a positive for, for in a way. It's like, sure, that he's a dog. And he yeah. can he can fight a tough fight and he can do 12 rounds with a, with a guy who's very, very dangerous. And then he comes back and he learned from the first fight fundamentally and strategically. So, yeah, I, I com- trying to compare yourself to, to as, as Floyd Mayweather compare yourself to Inouye, I think, is a silly comparison. And all the other stuff, it's like, yeah, well, Floyd's been doing that his whole career. He's downplaying everyone just because right. everyone's so hyped on him right now. And he's getting clicks. I yeah, get it, it, I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. Yeah, I get, I get what he's saying. And it's the last line that, was why he said all this. I would like to see him fight Javante Davis at catchweight. So there, in his mind, it's he, like, I got to, yeah, it's money. I want to. He, no, no, he put on his promoter hat. Exactly. He's the he best promoter. He's one of the best promoters ever. Uh, I get why he does it. I mean, the random blood testing and the urine testing is what's really driving me crazy. And I, we posted this clip on our Instagram and um, I love the engagement we get on our social medias, but it's like people are just saying like, yeah, I, I need to see him fight in the U.S. for some real blood testing. I'm like, dude, it's Vada. It's universal. Like, mm-hmm. he's been tested his whole career. Like, the whole point of that that story during the Fulton fight week, where uh, that guy from Fight Hype, uh, coincidentally, this is the uh, news outlet that did this interview, was insinuating that that in a way doesn't like taking blood tests, and who does? Um, but he's never failed a blood test. Never failed a PED test. They did testing throughout the break in the when. He hurt his hand, and we had a break in the fight uh, between him and and Fulton. Like, that's in- insane. There's just a lot of ignorance when it comes to Inouye uh, from American fight fans. They're still not sold on him. I'm getting. I understand it's just a comment section on online, which can be the literal worst. But it, we're getting it from Floyd, the top. We're getting it from people in forums. You know, it, it, they're just still not sold on Inouye. I don't know what this guy has to do. Just say that you haven't watched him fight. If you say who is he beat, all he beat is seen. Just say I don't. I'm not familiar with his game. Like, like what Dame did. Like Dame said, I'm not sold on him. On Lillard, uh, Dame Lillard said, I'm not sold on Inouye a few years back. And then he corrected it. He said, you know what? I went back and I studied. I watched his fights. I looked at his box rec. Dude's the truth. 
I yeah, just, I mean, I, he, he just did something amazing. He jumped over weight class and fought the baddest guy in the weight class with a style that was very difficult to beat, and he completely dominated it. And he outboxed him. He outmoved everything. He just he completely outclassed the guy who is the classiest guy in the division, who is also bigger and the biggest guy that he's ever fought. And it was supposed to be a, a mega fight. It's kind of almost like the Crawford Spence fight. You, yeah. get, you know, everyone gets behind this fight. Like this is a mega fight leading up to it, and then it happens, and it's one side, and you're like, nah, it wasn't that good of a fight. Well, yeah, no, it wasn't. But or the matchup the was still good. Come just, out. What's that? Or the excuses come out. Oh, the excuses. The excuses always come out. And well, like. Listen, right. we're all going to talk about it because it's a talking point. But we're going to talk about, oh, is Spence the same guy, which, you know, beforehand is another thing, whatever. Either way, you cannot take anything away from Crawford. He fought a brilliant fight regardless of who was in front of him. Same thing with, with uh, in a way, and, and, and Fulton. It's like, oh, well, yeah, but, you know, Fulton was trying to stay at the weight or or not. In a way, he's got, you know, he's he's loading his gloves and he's on he's doing peds and uh, come on man that's what i mean like that's the gonna make the jab better the guy's right. jab was awesome like come on <laughs> that's what i mean by the excuse it's like for in a way we're hearing like pd stuff i, I understand a little bit like jumping up and it's the same thing that pacquiao got when he was jumping up in weight uh the accusations come it's because in your mind you're thinking that there's no way a guy can jump this many weight classes and become more powerful um but he didn't. So that's that's another thing about it. Anyway, he did not become more powerful. His his power was different at tw- at twenty two than it was point. at eighteen. You know. So he, he yeah he 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 didn't go out there and starch, um, Fulton. You know. So yeah, he he had to break him down and he stopped him late. But like he had to, he had to break him down. He, the, none of those punches were like <gasps> you know mm. at the end. It was just like he had a, he had a beat man in front of him. He had not he had no answer. So that kind of puts that one to rest. Um. We'll get to this quickly. Uh, Floyd also said, when is Javante Davis going to get in the pound-for-pound pound list? Does Niowa Inouye deserve it? Absolutely. Is Terrence Crawford? Yes. Absolutely. But what about Javante Davis? They don't give him that credit because he's affiliated with me. We could probably do an hour-long podcast on whether Javante Davis belongs in the pound-for-pound. Pound. I think he has elite skills. I think he's an elite fighter. It's just the resume still. Like, the th- like wins. Yes, he hops up to 140, but he beats a Barrios, who's not a threat or never really was a threat. His best win is probably Pedraza or best win Pedraza or Ryan Garcia. He's not interested, Javante Davis, it seems like, in winning these titles, going after Haney or because he can make that fight happen. Snap of a finger. There's, I think he's one of the best fighters, and the only thing holding him back is him proving it against other champions or other A-level fighters. Yeah, and I think I think not only can he can he contend with a lot of those guys, I think he can beat a lot of them. Hell guys. yeah. I mean, he's he's I'm I've been high on Javante a long time. We've talked about him on this show for for over a year now. I mean, yeah, I I'm very high on him. I I, I think that uh he's excellent. You know, he he showed a, a a new fold to his game or something that I knew was there, but his his technical prowess is there you know he's very very skilled he's not just a puncher um his accuracy his power his fight ending ability is you know the, he's it's all paramount so let's see what he can do against the upper echelon guys too he just really hasn't had that opportunity yet so maybe i do agree with floyd then he is maybe that floyd is the reason why he's not in the pound for pound for pound list because he's been advising his career and beautifully by the way i mean look at the guy he's making so much money and he's selling out arenas uh but he's just missing that one last thing, Javante Davis, is fight a Haney. He's a dance partner. He's a dance partner. I mean, Ryan Garcia was that dance partner, but we all knew that he wasn't on the same level. That was a, a fight, a commercial fight. It's the last thing for, for Javante to make him undisputedly one of the best fighters in the world is one signature win over a legit champ 
uh, not a th- not you know these Reggie titles that he has, you know three belt, three division world champion and all that. It's very like uh, lightning bolt topic with, with Davis. Like I think he's really good, but it, it, he can get rid of all this cloud, all this doubt by fighting one of the top guys, and and I think it's right there for him. Um, he beats one of those guys. He's top five pound for pound. Easy. Like he might, he might break into top three. Like he's he's that kind of guy. He's that kind of talent. I agree. He just needs he just needs that dance partner. Let's get to our final topic. It's the big fight of the weekend. It's the big fight of the month. Um, a lot of fights fell out. Better BF Callum Smith, uh, Joshua um, versus White would have been on our list of one of the better fights of August. But we got ourselves a good one, Chris. Emmanuel Navarrete, Oscar Valdez, 130-pound belt WBO, which belongs to Navarrete. This is a made-for-TV fight. This is a perfect mesh of styles. Uh, brawler and Navarrete versus the technician in Valdez. Uh, Mexican versus Mexican. Barrera and Morales are going to be in, in, in Arizona all week long. It's on regular ESPN. This is just, like, fun. This is a fun summer Mexican versus Mexican brawl. I agree. And, it, and if, if if not for the year that we've had, I think this fight would have got a lot more attention. It's mm-hmm. one of those ones that can kind of fall under the rug. I even forgot about it. I was like, oh, shoot, that's this weekend. That's such a great fight. I love this fight. Uh, it's been in talks for a long time. And I think uh, the timing of it's really good. I mean, I, I, I like it. I like both men have looked human lately. Uh, Liam Wilson gave Navarrete hell. Yep. And it was it was it was a left hook that got him in trouble. Valdez is best punch. Um, and Valdez has been struggling a lot recently, you know, Obviously, Shakur Stevenson, Shakur Stevenson, he, he, he didn't really have much for him. He struggled in the Conceição fight. Um, he struggled in that first Adam Lopez fight when Adam took the fight on literally 24 hours notice at the weigh-in, came in from, jumped up a weight class, dropped him, and was doing really well in that fight. Uh, I thought that I called the the rematch with Adam, and Valdez looked good. He boxed mm. really well against yeah. a guy who can box. Um, so that gives me kind of like I'm feeling like momentum of, of Valdez looking really good. I um, I like this fight. I think I think the fans win ultimately. Yeah. I think it's going to be one of those types of fights. The fact that you got Morales and Barrera in there, I think adds an extra level yep. to the Mexican machismo to these both men are going to going to be feeling. I'm excited. I'm getting excited talking about it. I've been talking about it all week and uh, I'm, I love this fight. I'm actually happy I'm not going to be there because I get to really watch it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's in Arizona, which you know it's a big Mexican uh, fan base there, and that's going to be an awesome uh, atmosphere. Um, a lot of things I agree with what you said there. I feel like um, both guys have a lot of vulnerabilities. The big question for this fight for me is: we know how Navarrete fights, seventy plus punches around, unorthodox punches from weird angles, just nothing you would really teach. You take a look at him, and you're like, "That's the champ." He's got a, like a little bit of a belly, like he's not like ripped. Um, we know when Navarrete, yeah, we know what he brings. With Valdez, it's like there's two Valdezes. He was a he was a guy that was in firefights early in, in his career, um, but he hires Reynoso and he's changed his approach completely. Will Valdez be forced into a firefight? Is the main big question for me in in this fight because I think Valdez wants the bang. You talk about the machismo of the Mexican lifestyle, the Mexican fighters, like they want to see you in the center of the ring throwing hands. Like if Navarrete could get Valdez to, into a firefight, I think I give the edge to Navarrete. If Valdez yeah. can slow down the fight to his pace, 45 punches around, slick boxing in there, great defense, only gets hit with 20% punches, uh, which is top 10 in all of boxing, then Valdez should win. Like, my mind is telling me, take the, techni- the technician, like, with power. Um, in Valdez, but damn, Navarrete is so unconventional that you just don't know. Like he could spark Valdez out of there, you know, with those crazy punches. 
It's a really hard bet if, fight to handicap. If this fight turns into trench warfare from the outset, Valdez is in trouble. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's gonna be able to keep the pace. I don't think he's gonna deal with the power um, consistently. If I mean, but, but that being said, he's not gonna not get into a firefight. If he can pick and choose when he gets into a firefight, if he can, because because Valdez can do this. This is why he's my pick for the for the fight. His ability to bang and then step out and box. If he's able to do that strategically, to to set traps, like almost like like setting landmines. Set a trap. We're gonna bang it out right now, and then I'm gonna step out, step around, go back to the jab, yeah. and we're gonna start over. And if if he's able to do that consistently throughout the night, which he showed against Burchelt. I had Burchelt winning that fight going into the fight. I was like, this guy's just too much. Right. He's very Navarrete-esque yeah. back then. Back then, he was a, a a destroyer and was in constant wars and was very, very good at them. But so in the Burchelt fight, Valdez showed that he's able to bang and box. Mm. If he can do that against Navarrete, I think he's going to have a great night. But he's got to be very, very disciplined and he's got to deal with the pressure of Navarrete. Right. This fight at 26, I got Navarrete all day. But at 30, he looks human. He's he he doesn't walk through the shots like he used to. His power isn't as 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 dangerous. It's not as one punch. You know, he's got that lead uppercut that comes from from yesterday. That thing just flies out and hurts guys. Right. Uh, he, Ruben Villa, he knocked him down with that beautiful left uppercut to the chin. Ruben Villa can really box. Mm -hmm. So, but this is at thirty, and I think we're used to seeing Navarrete being so much physically bigger than guys. I think when we see them in the ring together, you're gonna be like, oh wait, these guys are pretty much the same size. Yeah, and and that's gonna be a big difference. But Either way, like I said, I think the fans win this fight. Um, I'm leaning towards Valdez, but I'm like a 60-40. Yeah, I, I think that. it's a, I think it's a really, really close, tight fight, and either one has the ability to win. It's a really like fun fight to bet on because it's pretty close odds. We don't really get that a lot in boxing. Navarrete is the underdog, or, or excuse, yeah, underdog plus one thirty five on the money line. Valdez mm. minus one sixty five. The over under is ten and a half rounds. Uh, you take the under at plus money. I think it's going to go over. I'm really looking like this is a crazy bet, but it's like the odds are so good. Valdez by stoppage plus 320. Like Valdez has shown he has some power. Like he oh, yeah. could stop him late. Like that Liam uh, Wilson fight Wilson. is really sticking in the back of my mind. Like the vulnerabilities of Navarrete. He's such a like wild card but for, na for the fact that he got dropped by like a left hand like you said and that's Valdez's best punch if Valdez can break him down chip away and then late stoppage you can make yourself a lot of money I'm gonna go with Valdez late stoppage uh I'm gonna go Valdez decision I think um yeah I, I think it's a war I think it's back and forth I think these guys are gonna, oh, gonna, gonna be awesome gonna, gonna bang it out for 12 rounds and it's gonna be awesome I think we have we could have a modern day classic uh, potential fight of the year type fight. Navarrete is one of those guys, man, and he's got heavy hands. Um, but like you said, his his volume is very high, seventy plus punches around. When you have long arms like that, the more you're punching, the less you're covered. So he allows himself the openings to get hit. So those long guys, it mm. takes a it, you know you can punch from far away, but it takes a long distance to bring that hand back to yeah. home. And there's going to be opportunities for Valdez to counter and and bring that that vaunted left hook, and he throws those looping shots great. Um, he's the best technical looping shot puncher I've ever seen. He throws, he literally looks like he's winging shots, but he so, times them well. Yeah. He angles them well. He sets them up well. Um, a lot of times I don't like the way he throws his punches, Valdez, but he makes them work. So, I mean, you would never teach it. It looks like, like Bugs Bunny. Like you're watching yeah. like Bugs Bunny in the ring. It's like so weird. Uh, yeah. quickly Valdez look ever since he's hooked up with Reynoso, eight fights, his defense has gotten so much better. Uh, he only gets hit with 20 punches, uh, 20%. 
Um, he throws less punches. He throws more jabs. Like it's been a great partnership, him and him and Reynoso. Um, so I, I think even his defense is sound, like just sound. Like Valdez is a sound fighter. Neverete is the wild card. That makes for a really good fight. As we know, style makes fights. And there's a lot of history, too. Neverete wins. He becomes just the ninth Mexican to win a widely recognized world title in at least three weight classes. The others are Chavez, Morales, Barrera, Marquez, Montiel, Jorge Arce, Abner Mara. We're talking Canelo. We're talking the, the heavy hitters of, of Mexicans. So this fight has everything. I'm excited. I uh, can't wait to watch it. So I got Valdez by stoppage. You have Valdez by decision. Uh, yeah, man, that's that's our show this week. Got a lot of stuff going on. I'm gonna head out to a Boxing Insider show, lot, uh, free on on YouTube. Uh, Thursday night you'll be doing overtime. We'll be watching the fight Saturday night, following along and all that. So, good times ahead. All the good things. Having a great boxing year. And we're, we're, <laughs> we're right happy. here, front, front row. Even Ronnie loves boxing, though. He's like, yo, Valdez never had that. It's going to be a good fight. I'm like, damn, bro, you're in. Whoa, Hooked okay. him. Hooked him. Yeah. Hook, line, and sinker. Are you ready to you're go stuck back? stuck for life now, Ronnie. Yeah. Ronnie, are you ready to go back to Vegas for Canelo Charlo? Oh, I can't wait. I mean, it's Canelo in Vegas. Canelo in Vegas, hey. PBC, out to prove that he's not washed. You got Charlo going up two weight classes to try to take what's undisputed versus undisputed. Yeah. We're on one right now. It's a heater. We're on a heater. Let's let's go. So uh, that's our show this week. Protect yourselves at all times. Keep your hands up at all times. DM Chris to say that he is a great reader. 